Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Reconnect with your Teenager podcast with yours truly, Emma G. For those of you who are new to this platform, to this particular function that I'm doing here over on the, on the podcast. Uh, I am a youth empowerment through songwriting coach, musician, singer, songwriter, author of my book, Reconnect With Your Teenager. And I decided, you know, just because I have found something quite niche to help parents reconnect with their teenagers, the art of music and songwriting, doesn't mean that there are some other phenomenal humans out and about that are also utilizing their superpowers to help parents and their children reconnect in a way that is effective, beautiful, spiritually sound, and super helpful, especially coming out of the last few years. Today's guest called in all the way from Sweden. He is a yoga extraordinaire. He helps people to reconnect with themselves first and foremost because, you know, we can't pour it from an empty cup. But that's enough of my introduction. How are you, Henrik? Happy, happy Tuesday. Thank you, and you too. Uh, I'm very, very good. How about you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm, you know, things are. It's been a, it's been a busy, busy day. I, but I've gotten my yoga in, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about yourself. You know, your your approach to mental wellness is very physically focused, and what what a lot of people would think of as physically focused, because people often, I think, ascribe yoga to either one of two things one dull and boring or two way too physically challenging <laughs> but you have kind of turned this this um your, your practice into something that i think is is very um monumental for for people in, in in themselves but also when it comes to communities and and relationships can you tell me more about what it is exactly that you do well first of all so yoga to me and the origin, the original way of uh, doing yoga or living yoga is that it's not a physical exercise regime. That is just one tiny bit of what yoga is. Yoga is more psychology, really, and a spiritual um, science. Mm -hmm. It's you are working on the, all the levels of what it means to be human. So physical, emotional, energetically, uh, thoughts, and beyond. And the goal is to move beyond. So it's actually not about the physical at all, that it's just a means to an end. Or not an end, at that, but still. The means to a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so for me, nine years ago, I had a burnout. Uh, I have uh, suffered depression, being suicidal, uh, addict to alcohol and all kinds of things. And um, nine years ago, I had my burnout and it completely shifted my life because I came in contact with a deeper, a deeper place within me that I didn't know existed. And at the time, I didn't know it existed. And that awareness started to talk back to me and 
it told me that I wasn't living my life that I was supposed to. I was meant to something else for something else. So I started uh, a journey going inward and moving beyond the physical and beyond my thoughts and emotion that had troubled me so, so much in my life because I, uh, I have the habit of being an overthinker. So I tend to get up in my mind and get stuck there, always questioning this, uh, why, why is this like this? Why, why, why? And all, for all the questions you have, there's always more questions. Half philosophical. So, yeah. <laughs> so I want to end the questions. Right. The questions, of course, for me, and if you look deeply, I will, I guess you found, we'll find the same that the ultimate question is about God, the source, which I mean, the source of all life, the source mm -hmm. of creation. And I want to know, I don't want to believe, I want to know. So religion didn't cut it for me. It was mm -hmm. about belief, but I didn't want to just follow some rules. I wanted to know, I want to experience the truth. And that's when I found yoga. So my quest is to answer really the questions, who am I? Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life and what's the meaning and purpose of all life? So quite big questions. <laughs> but in yoga, I found tools. I found principles of living your life in a certain way and doing way, uh, things in a certain way mm -hmm. that will give you the experience of the truth instead of just thinking about them or feeling about them you move beyond into the truth and become that truth and that's how you become yourself you can reconnect with your true self which is the everlasting the eternity of this creation the source of everything so that's beautiful i love that yeah it is beautiful <laughs> because that's the truth. Truth of it's everything beautiful. is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me because you know I think a lot of people, especially in the last few years, have really struggled with the concept of uh, trusting source, trusting the universe, trusting the force, trusting God, whatever you know name you want to ascribe to what's bigger than us um but one of the things that you know you kind of you mentioned that well that i heard from what you were just talking about is that you know finding that truth within us goes back to that those proverbs of if we are made in the image of god then we are perfectly made and sometimes we just forget that so being able to move into yoga as a way of stepping into that truth is such a beautiful exercise in rediscovering our power is that correct? Yes. Uh, I'm uh, as well as yoga teacher, I'm also a life and empowerment coach because these tools, practices and principles, when you start living by them, you realize more of your true potential, which is empowering you. Of because course. you have the power of creation within you. You are that power. Yeah. And not as an idea, as a direct experience. I love that. I'm curious because, so 
A lot of the time, especially you know, in your career as a yoga instructor, let alone the empowerment coach um, side of things, you work predominantly with men and women, but you also work with teenagers. And I'm sure every single person you've worked with historically has had a very different response to your principles. What are those yoga principles that you're talking about and how have people responded to them, generally speaking? <clears throat> So the number one thing that I would suggest anybody to really look deeply into is the word or the being of presence. Mm. What it really means to be present. Because as you say, I work with teenagers, I work with uh, a teacher assistant in a sixth and have worked in all areas from preschool mm -hmm. to uh, high school and so on. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that is the most important thing is you being totally and fully present in the moment with whoever you are with. That alone will bring you amazing results of That's helping that person evolve and grow yeah it's actually it's the only thing you need to do be present because from that presence you will know exactly what's the right thing to do mm. because you will be connected to that source that knows what is intended to be said or done or not say or do so you will not think about what's the right thing to do or say you will just be the truth of that situation and it's much simpler than it sounds but it's also more complicated because we have a mind because we have thoughts emotions and memories yeah that triggers emotional your sorry Eric, your um when you're moving your left hand your your microphone's popping a lot just by Sorry the way, that. that's okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Maybe it is. It's better. Yes, much Not better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as you were saying. So, yeah. so, so, you talked about emotional reactions, and yeah. that's my main effort for myself. But I would also say it's the main struggle that we all have. We have thought patterns that create emotional reactions and then we are identified with the thoughts and emotions and then we need and have to uh, express them and then we totally regret it <laughs> yeah and we create more we fuel those uh, emotional re reactions more and more each time we express them so the key here is uh, awareness and presence because that in itself distance yourself is separate yourself from that reaction so if you want i want to just shortly explain what i mean with this yeah what the mind that. is and awareness is and how to separate them let's go so picture your, uh, your mind as a great storage space Okay. really really big mm -hmm. 
in it you have different rooms and in every room there's a different experience emotions and thoughts and so on and it's completely dark so you can't see anything because you need something else to be able to see it and experience it and that is the orb of light that is your awareness so you have your mind and the content of your mind which is completely dark until your awareness which is who you really are moves into the mind in that specific room and when it is there it lights it up the longer it's there the more it lights it up and the more you experience that which is in that uh, room mm -hmm. so for instance let's say someone tells you something that you think is bad it's, it's hurting you so you have an idea i feel hurt mm -hmm. directly your emotion the emotional response of your awareness traveling to the room i'm hurt you directly get more emotions that um, are aligned with that idea of being hurt so you feel hurt that's where the rat race that, of emotions and thoughts come, yes come and play then in. yeah because you feel that you get more attraction to the thoughts that say yes i'm hurt he or she did or said that they are an asshole and you come up with all these reasons of why they are an asshole why you should feel hurt which fuels the emotions uh -huh. and you have this negative feedback loop Mm -hmm. but all of this happens because you have let your awareness travel to this room in your mind and then you have identify your awareness with what you are aware of because you mm. are not hurt you are experiencing the feeling of being hurt That's yes a really big difference absolutely if you are hurt you cannot change you are that but if you are experiencing something you can watch it you can feel it but from a distance so the moment you become aware that i am feeling hurt then you have created a distance but that emotion wants to pull you in to identify with it by reason by thinking more about why you are hurt but if you can stay that as the silent witness and observe being aware of this motion within your mind, it's movement. And you can just be aware of the movement that we call feelings, whatever feeling it is. Mm. Whatever name you have given that movement, you can just be aware and sense that movement. Then you have a distance. Then this will come up. This wheel of emotional reaction and thoughts will uh, you will pull out energy from it, so it will slowly slow down until it's enough, and you have pulled out the energy, and it moves back down to your subconscious mind until it gets triggered again next time. But then it's less. Right. But if you don't do this, it will become more and more and more and more, and this is what happens in relationships with your partner with your spouse, with your kids, with your colleagues. Because you let your awareness travel to this space in your mind. And each time you do, you 
magnetize this because you pull in energy. So wherever your awareness goes, you give energy to that space within your mind. And wherever energy goes, you magnetize and you will attract your awareness there much easier. You will attract more things and circumstances that matches that identity you have created mm. on your, for yourself. This is how people that always have a bad day because they have identified as a person that always have a bad day. So right. as soon as something uh, comes along that triggers this, this is not how it's supposed to be happen. Immediately their thoughts and ideas tell them this is just one of those days. I am that kind of person that always have this blah, blah, blah. And of course this, I simplify this, but it is this simple, but it's not so easy to do one because you have unknowingly learned and practiced this your whole life you have identified with everything you are aware of because That's nobody fascinating. Has told you this yeah very rare very few people know this yeah have this no. clear difference between the content the experience you have and the one or the awareness of the experience I love that so much. I mean, in, in my work with um, working with teenagers to write their songs, I, I have a lot of the, the teenagers that I'm working with at the moment, in fact, you know, they identify as their emotions. They're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm stressed, I'm a stressed person, or I'm depressed, or I am, I am, I am. So what I, what I often do with them is take like give them permission to take that hat off for a minute and emo imagine that emotion being a human being and so if that was a human if you were like mr depression was sitting over here mr anxiety or ms anxiety was over here and miss i don't know angry <laughs> was sitting across from us what would we say to these people you know and so it allows us to sort of take that take that that responsibility of owning that identity, turning that uh, that noun into more of a verb now, right? Yeah. Um, I, I love that so much. And so how does, like, say, say for example, um, a very anxious 17-year-old comes in. I don't know if this is the same in, in, um, in Sweden, but, you know, here in the States, there's a lot of pressure on high schoolers, particularly, to make sure they get all of the grades, all of the extracurriculars, all of the everythings in order to make sure that they can get into a good college. And you are smiling, so I assume that you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a little <laughs> bit worse, actually, because oh, you, really? you pay for your uh, college and everything. We don't do that in Sweden. So the state pays for our school. So we don't, we still have the pressure because if you want to go to that type of thing or school, you need to have certain grades, but it's not, it's still high pressure, but it's not as much in, as in, um, as the in the US. States. Ah, it's yeah. wild. It's but, wild. Yeah. It so, is so how does... totally unnecessary. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, uh, there's, that's a whole wormhole of yes, discussion. <laughs> but um, when it comes to, you know, helping our young people to kind of refocus a little bit on where they're directing their energy, 
in a way that serves them positively and sort of alleviates some of that pressure from, you know, their exams and whatnot. Um, how does that play into, or how, have you had much experience with, with working with teens and their parents in that kind of way? Well, uh, first of all, you need to lead by example. Preach. It's, it's really <laughs> that simple in in one case but it might not be as simple to actually embody it but it is the way you need to if you are not calm if you are not peaceful and can respond peacefully to aggression how do you believe how can you think that they or demand really that they should when stop yelling and then you're yelling to them to stop yelling and be calm and that's totally unlogical yeah <laughs> like you know and yet most people do because they are their reactions they have right. identified so if we take what i talked about how to separate you separate by notice the feeling of uh, being anxious I just feel anxiousness inside of me right now. You don't feel or think that it's bad or good. It's just objectively a movement within yourself that you call anxiousness. Feeling anxious. It's not a problem until mm. you make it a problem mm. by identifying it. And you do when you make it a problem. Because mm. then you try to push it and then you have identify with it because if you know what I know that it's just an experience that will will calm itself down and move down and get out of your awareness again eventually with practice you can learn to actually move your awareness with your willpower to a different location altogether so we are going to try this right now let's go I'm here for it so it's really really extremely simple exercise in what to do it's not always as simple to do it we will do it just a short time so we don't take um, uh, too much time but the key part here is to focus your awareness in a triangle on your nose so breathe breath awareness you just try to notice how your breath moves in and out through your nostrils and that is what you're going to do you're going to hold your light your awareness on your nose and just breathe and you are not even breathing you're just observing that breath is going on going in and out in and out and as soon as you notice that you're thinking about what you're going to eat later or what you're going to do or what the conversation you had with that person I wonder if they mean this or that and I could have said this or that and so on and so on you know all these things that we have in our mind mm -hmm to notice this once you start to go within once you start to take your awareness from the outside and in because that is where everything happens uh, so the importance should be within mm. and this can be really annoying frustrating <laughs> irritating people feel i can't meditate because they have the ridiculous thing thinking that meditation is about being completely not thinking right 
And if that is the case, I haven't got, gotten to that point yet. I can tell you that. And I practice for nine years now. And that might be the final stage, but very rarely people get to that stage because it's a high, high, high state. Mm. So we want to observe it and we want to observe and notice once our awareness have unknowingly moved to a place we haven't choose or chosen chose, chosen chosen yeah uh, so we want to be in control of where our awareness move but to be to do that we need to be aware of our awareness we need to notice what we are aware of so this time we choose to have or hold our awareness on the nose and focus on our breathing. And as soon as you notice that it's not there, you gently but firmly take it back to the area in and around the nose without judging yourself for how many times it moved somewhere else. You might drift off directly from when we start and just notice when I call you back that, all oh, right, I was doing this. Totally fine. <laughs> we start where we are at. And that only means that you need to practice. If we practice, we become good at it. That's a universal law. So you have practice of being unconscious of where your awareness goes and just mm -hmm. let it. So you have become very good at being distracted because that's what you practice. Because nobody has taught you how to practice being in control of your awareness, which yeah. we do now. So sit down. I love that. Straight spine, straight neck, and just have your hands on your thigh or wherever feels natural for you to have them. So you can be relaxed in your body. You can take a deep breath in through your nose. And then as you exhale, exhale through the mouth and just let it go. And let it go with a sound even. Ah, and just feel how you become calm, centered, and relaxed. Hmm. Your body becomes all soft. Now start to breathe in and out through your nose. And just become aware of the sensations that your breath is letting you become aware of. So just be aware, be present to the breathing, how you breathe in, how that feels, the sensations that create within the nostrils and how it feels as you exhale and just try to stay present be aware for as long as you can till you notice your mind or rather your awareness have moved to something else in your mind maybe a thought about the past or the future, maybe a sensation in another body part, or maybe a memory that is pleasant or unpleasant, doesn't matter, just notice and take your awareness back to the area in and around your nose and your breathing.
feel as if we need to have whole tones music in the background or something. <laughs> uh, yes, be present. Whatever comes up, comes up. It doesn't matter. Just be present. To the breath, breathing in and out. Just feel. Let go of thinking and start feeling, sensing the breath. Moving in and out through your nostrils. You just relax, let go. It's certainly one of those things where we definitely, you know, it, it's it's uncomfortable, I think, for a lot of people to sit in silence for a very long time, yeah. for longer than, you know, 30 seconds. I'm curious when you were talking about, um, you know, the difference between breathing in through your nose and out of your mouth or breathing in your nose and out of your nose, those are two different, completely different breathing styles. And I, I'm particularly fascinated by this because as a vocal coach, um, you know, where I'm, I'm really big on how we utilize our breath for vocal, for vocal, vocalization, but also for that mind, body, spirit connection as well. Can you take me through how that, those different types of breathing can alter how we are present? Um, so, absolutely. So, the first thing, just by being present, you probably know, I notice a difference in you. I'm not sure if you notice, but oh, I I'm, I'm always, totally, I, yeah. <laughs> I totally sense this, ah. That is the power of this. We didn't do it long, maybe a minute or so. It's such a powerful practice to be present to your breathing as much as possible mm. during your whole day. That is actually one of the secrets of my success of being calm in any circumstance. Because as soon as I notice my the movement of whatever emotions that is unpleasant, I just become present to my breath and feel it through my breath, which helps me become, have this distance because I, I experiencing it from my breath rather from the emotion, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So to take it to the breath, uh, you can do so much with it. You can alternate your breath, which is very balancing and calming for the mind. You can, but the most in, uh, simple way is to breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. Ah, yes. So when you breathe in, if you breathe in, you can feel full of energy, full of power. When you breathe in you, or exhale, you can really feel ah, your body. And when you breathe out through your mouth, uh, mouth like that, you can actually uh, ac accentuate it. Is that the word? You, I think accentuate. Yeah, you, 
yeah. yeah, you do more of it. It gets even bigger release because you focus on release. emphasizing, emphasizes yes, the release. Yeah, yeah. So you can really ah, uh, like you have had a long day. You come out, sit sit in the couch. What do you do? Uh, ah, yeah. you make a sigh because it's relaxing. You let go of all the tension you have had. So if you consciously start to do this. You can consciously choose to let go of tension during your whole day. And like I said, when we breathe out, if you breathe, you don't need to count that it's twice as long, but if you need you if you breathe out longer, you just focus on feeling the breath slowly through the nose. You just feel how you mm, you melt down into yourself. I feel like that's such an important thing for parents yeah. <laughs> to be able to harness. Absolutely. And many people do unconsciously, like when they say 10, 9, 8, uh, you know, oh. <laughs> you can consciously do it before you come to that point. Hmm. I love and that. Once you do this with practice, with concentration, you will help yourself to do it more often in everyday life, which will be come when you have done this thousands of times, every exhalation will bring you ah, a sense of relaxation. I love that. I love that. Because Thank you, you so your awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Thank relaxation. you so much for your time, Henrik. Unfortunately, we have to we have to wrap up now because yes. um, you know. You. But I think you know what you what you bring with your practice um, is just so powerful. Um, obviously, you're based in Sweden. Do you uh, coach people online as well as in person? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Both, both online. People, Okay, so people can obviously reach you on Instagram, uh, yoga underscore with underscore Henrik, um, or on Facebook is Henrik Johnson with two S's, 923. Um, is there anything in particular that you, I mean, I feel like you've given everybody who's listening to this episode a lot of homework to do when it comes to <laughs> focusing on their breath and focusing on being present and focusing on recognizing that they are not their emotions. They are simply experiencing emotions. Um, is there anything else that you want to sort of leave our listeners with before we take off? Uh, yes, I would. I would like to give you one more exercise that will ground you and help you to do this work, to stay present, to choose. Because if you have a highly active mind, like myself, I most likely have autism and ADHD. So it's very important for me to stay grounded because otherwise I can stay in my mind forever. Mm -hmm. And it's not, not a good thing <laughs> Nothing <laughs> good comes from that. Um, and this is also the case for many, many, many of the students I meet mm -hmm. both uh, grownups, but also um, kids in particular with all the tech and things that make us. So this is a simple exercise that you can do throughout the day whenever and wherever you can and it's very simple i would just show it <laughs> try to but you just put your feet together you will not see that but they are together heels and toes mm -hmm. you select lock your fingers like this and you stretch up 
Then you come up to your toes and balance. And one, while you balance, you just feel how you breathe through the central line of your body mm -hmm. all the way down to the earth and down into the earth as you stretch out and breathe. And you can breathe three breaths, five breaths, more breaths, several times, depending on how much you need to do this. If you struggle with it, this means that you need to do it more because you are ungrounded and you right. hate you will absolutely hate it but <laughs> but they say you know if, if you hate something you need to lean into it the yes. worst thing you can do is, is is shy away from those yeah. those hard hard moments that's where the strength and peace come from no, so I you love can that. see that exercise as a grounding medicine that will help you pull <sighs> yourself down from your head and your busy lifestyle i love that and today's an especially busy day for me so thank you i will do that right after this <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Henrik. Thank you to Thank everybody you. who's listening today. Um, of course, if you want to keep in touch with Henrik, it's instagram.com forward slash yoga underscore with underscore Henrik, which is H-E-N-R-I-K, um, because, you know, we all have different spellings for things. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you want to know more about how Surprisingly, I, I actually do incorporate a lot of what Henrik is talking about in what I do as a youth empowerment through songwriting coach. So if yoga is not quite enough, I mean, if yoga is what you're looking for, please go and, go and hit up Henrik. He is there willing to do all of the things. Uh, if you want to take it one step further, one of my favorite sayings is to pray is to talk to the universe, talk to source, talk to God. To meditate is to listen. Uh, to write songs is to then turn those messages into something powerful and positive for yourself. And then, of course, when you use when you when you use the uh, the wonderful yoga meditative <laughs> resources that Henrik is uh, is sharing with us, then you know who knows what magic you can and peace of mind you can bring to yourself, to your children, to your teenagers, to your community. Okay, friends, thank you all so much for listening. Of course, my name is Emma G. I want to say a massive thank you to the iRant Network for having, uh, for helping me, sorry, produce this uh, wonderful podcast series. Thanks, of course, to my Emma G Nation uh, Patreon supporters and to my beautiful cat who has decided to pop in to say goodbye to everybody. You can see her tail here on the screen. Until <laughs> next time, friends, be kind, be safe, spread love like it's going out of fashion, and I will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Get my feelings straight. I've over thought my mistakes. I turn one into one. So hard to stay sober. I'm damaged and I'm love stoned. So hard to remain in control. Rewriting what I thought I'd know. And I'm drinking it in with a lesson they know. But and I can almost pinpoint where we went wrong. I'm not about the sad songs. The foundation said I'm good to go.
Living through the love winds. 